the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. It's a Money Monday. Every Monday is a Money Monday. Every day is a Money Day because you have to be concerned about your Monday. Bruce Hooley Show, and we try to help you get smarter when it comes to your money, investing, retirement, all those things that are important to wage earners in our area and the U.S. with Josh Pick of Aptus Wealth Management. That's what they specialize in is managing your wealth, helping you get to retirement, not getting a nasty surprise, being able to handle all the challenges. And right now in this era, that includes inflation. Josh is with Aptus Wealth Management. AptusWealth.com online and 614-917-1040, the number to their Lewis Center offices. He hosts the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Radio Show here on The Answer, 4 p.m. Saturday. So, Josh, President Biden and a bunch of his cabinet people are at the G20G-something summit in uh, Glasgow. And I saw a headline that Janet Yellen, the Treasury Secretary, says, Do not worry. Everything's fine. If they spend $1.75 trillion on a... Uh, build back better plan is what they're calling it. In addition to 1.2 trillion for stimulus, I believe her exact quote is: "I want to make sure I have it right. I don't think that these investments will drive up inflation at all." What do you think of that particular comment? Where might she be coming from, or what's she banking on there? Uh, the only thing that I can think of that she's banking on is the uh, funding that they're putting into infrastructure will create. Uh, somehow create enough jobs growth opportunity to offset it. But to say that uh, printing money that doesn't exist will not cause inflation, uh, maybe I missed that class in, in economics, but <laughs> uh, I, I don't see how that's possible. Um, and if you look, you know, by and large across the broad spectrum of investors, meaning the, the, the big companies that come out verbally all the time, you know, the, the pros and say this is what they're, they're worried about, uh, it seems pretty resounding that everybody's concern is, we need to curtail spending, reduce Fed purchases, the Fed purchasing of, of our debt, and begin to raise interest rates, or we're going to exacerbate a problem, that problem being rampant inflation, and that problem being a melt-up. And uh, if you're not familiar with the term, a melt-up essentially means that we have an economy that grows so rapidly, almost in spite of itself, and by economy, I mean the stock market, that it melts up to a point where the fall at the back end of it is much worse than it should have been. And, and we all know that uh, you know, the market's going to be volatile, that there's ebbs and flows, that there's a, a slinky effect, if you want to think of it that way, of, of uh, expansion and contraction. But what most people don't want from an investment perspective is watching their money, uh, you know, sure, it averaged 10% over 10 years, but there were three times along the way where I lost 50%. That's just an emotional roller coaster that, quite frankly, most investors can't handle. So the fear of, of this melt-up is that fall on the back end and how bad will it hurt and what will the timing be as it relates to your own individual retirement plans. Josh Pick, our guest, Aptus Wealth Management, aptuswealth.com, A-P-T-U-S, 614-917-1040. So here's what I expected 
partly because I just thought people were cooped up during the initial pandemic lockdowns. And part of which I admit I gained from, you know, listening to uh, news reports is that our economy, once this pandemic's over, we get vaccines, people get, quote unquote, back to normal. And you can debate whether we are or aren't back to normal, but it'll snap back. It's ready to pounce. It's ready to go. Uh, what's your sense of our economic state right now? Was that a an overly optimistic view or has our economy, you know, really bounced back like it was said throughout the presidential election? I think by both parties that our economy was going to bounce back. What's your sense of where our economy is right now? And if it hasn't bounced back, why do you think it hasn't bounced back? Well, I would say I would define it as fragile. Um, it, and, you know, have people been spending money? Uh, yeah, certainly people have been spending money. If you look at almost every metric there is, uh, we're getting out, we're spending money. Uh, shockingly, travel still seems to be going pretty well, and, and the economy seems to be moving forward. But there's a difference between the stock market and what we can define as the real economy. And I would say for the average individual, uh, there's still a lot of problems. We have inflation that's growing quicker than wages. Uh, we have scenarios where people have been displaced from or furloughed, if you want to call that, from their work um, and, and may never go back, depending upon where they are in their career. If people have taken early retirements that are out of the workforce. And I, I think the future problem we're betting, we're really betting on being able to almost outspend uh, outspend the problem. And where, where does that end up landing? Well, let's say you, you did have to take an early retirement and now here you are living on Social Security and whatever else, and now inflation is growing, can you keep up with the pace of inflation at a investment uh, with an investment plan that still limits volatility? And as interest rates start to climb, that's going to become more and more difficult because we all know that bonds are inversely proportional to interest rates. So I, I think we're setting up for arguably the perfect storm. Well, you'll have people that really need to drive income when they're retired. We have the baby boomers obviously rounding the turn there. And we have the bond market, which is negative year to date, that continues to go negative. The stock market gets more and more volatile as they start raising interest rates. And at the same time, inflation is at a high level. So I think the word fragile comes to mind. You have to be very careful at how you navigate the waters moving forward, or you could end up in a, in a pretty bad way. So is the economy doing well? Debatable. Yeah, very debatable, and it's debated on both sides of the aisle. And as for an individual, it's important that you, if the economy's not doing well, figure out a way still to save and to multiply your savings. That's what they specialize in at Aptus Wealth Management. Josh Pick is our guest every Monday, Monday here on 989 The Answer. He hosts the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Radio Show Saturday, 4 p.m. here on The Answer. And you can get a hold of Josh. Free consultation, by the way. Free consultation. You get a $25 gift card. So it's not free to Josh, but he wants to meet with you, wants you to get to know him, wants to get to know his staff, their expertise, their outlook on how they manage wealth and set you up uh, on a purposeful plan toward retirement. You'll get a $25 gift card to patronize a local restaurant, and uh, the consultation, again, for your time is free. So set that up at aptuswealth.com or at 614-917-1040. So here's what I learned years ago in my econ 100, 200, 400 classes at Ohio State, some things that I thought were uh, bedrock staples that would never change. So I guess my question is, have they changed? You get your money, uh, save it, put it in a good blue chip stock long term, let it sit there, don't touch it, or save for retirement, get it with a you know a bond fund or something that, that pays a 
guaranteed rate of return, guaranteed minimum rate of return, and you just try to take a long-term approach. It seems like we have, it almost seems to me like a lot of people now who are high up, Janet Yellen may be one of them, with like a different view of money. Has Have those bedrock foundational principles been disproven by history over the last 10 years, 20 years, 15 years? Are they still in vogue? Is there a different school of thought on all that? I know I've wrapped a lot up into that, but I just wonder if what I learned years ago uh, is maybe no longer valid, has been disproven. In short, no, it hasn't changed. Um, There are certainly new methodologies that have come into play over the last 20 years with the uh, huge innovations in technology and our, our ability to analyze data a lot faster than we used to be able to. You know, in the past, you would look at one stock, you would track it, you'd have your notepad out, and you'd, you'd write all of these you know, stats and try and follow it, and then that was, that was your focus. Now, with computers, you have the ability to, to simultaneously analyze as, really as many stocks as you want with whichever algorithm that you want. So that has, in fact, changed. But what has not changed is the general concept that well-run companies with huge barriers to entry uh, that are cash-flowing significantly with reasonable price-earnings ratios, meaning that you know, you're not overpaying for the stock in the long run do well. Uh, unfortunately, I think our psyche has changed quite a bit. And that psyche has changed because we're more reliant upon the stock market now than we were in the past, meaning that in the past, rewind the clock back to the early 90s, most of us in the United States had a pension while simultaneously collecting Social Security and retirement and probably having a CD, savings, and a pretty low debt position because the access to um, you know, to, to borrowing money was a lot more difficult 30, 40 years ago. But now today, the average individual has the bulk of their retirement savings tied up in a 401k and thus in the stock market. So the impact of this volatility hits home a lot more. And quite frankly, us don't have the temperament to handle the old way of investing, which is just ride out the lows and wait for the highs. Mm. So these new methodologies really are risk management programs. What we're trying to do is make investing more palatable to the investor. It doesn't necessarily mean that it returns higher in the long run, but there's only one thing worse than not being in the stock market at all, and that's getting in and getting out at the worst possible time because of the emotional effect uh, attached to finance. I would argue that more research has been done on the emotional end of finance in the last 20 years than has been done on the quantitative side of finance. So it's important when you look at your own personal situation that you understand who you are, do some introspection, understand what you actually can tolerate, and then make the best plan for you based upon that so that you don't blow up the plan in spite of itself somewhere along the way and curtail your ability to actually make it through retirement. Well, and I think that's uh, really at the heart of the reason why uh, Aptus Wealth Management is a firm that is uh, well worth your time to go in and talk to Josh and his team and meet them is because you'll understand that, you know, he and his staff are geared for that. They understand all the little nuances. They're up on all the latest stuff, and they can talk you through in a sensible way so you understand why we're doing something. And uh, when you chase superstar investors, superstar companies, stuff like that, uh, there are very few people who can do that and at the right time. And if you're trying to time things, you're probably going to mistime it, and there are dire consequences for that. That's what they specialize in at Aptus Wealth Management is insulating you from those kinds of things and giving you a plan that will work. You can meet with them without any obligation on your part. You'll get a $25 gift card to patronize a local business. Set up your free no-obligation appointment via 614-917-1040. Their offices are located in Lewis Center. On the web, you can find them at Aptus, A-P-T-U-S, Wealth. 
com and listen to Josh and get more of his insight, analysis, and perspective on the markets and retirement. Saturdays, 4 p.m. with the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Radio Show. Josh, always great to have you on. I appreciate your time. You as well. Thanks, Bruce. So I'm encouraged because I think we're winning on the local level with school boards. we got some great candidates. I will put them on the Bruce Hooley Show Facebook page for UA, Dublin, Hilliard, Southwestern City Schools, Jonathan Alder, and did I leave anybody out? Those are the ones. Oh, Olentangy. Olentangy. How can I forget? Alicia Castle and Jennifer Foyt and Olentangy. Uh, I will put those on the Bruce Hooley Show Facebook page. I will put clips to the interviews that we've done with the candidates in those particular districts, and you'll see and hear why they are the candidates you should support. Now, if you're in Southwestern City Schools, uh, I would not support uh, David D'Onofrio. He's been on your board. Uh, he's also been an administrative assistant the last four years with the Prairie Township Fire Department. He's not anymore because he was fired by the township trustees. Yes, a school board member, Southwestern City Schools, fired. Maybe he was uh, maybe he was downloading information on that big fight at Westland High School that they tried to keep under wraps because nine teachers were in, injured in it. I don't know, but I know this. He was fired. He was fired because uh, they found material on his work computer that was not supposed to be on his work computer related to his campaign to hopefully, in his view, hopefully, get back on the school board, get reelected. A dispatch record for requests related to Mr. D'Onofrio's firing revealed a trove of campaign-related documents found on his township computer pulled by officials prior to to a disciplinary hearing. Uh, Rob Peters, the township administrator, told the Columbus Dispatch, not one thing in that package of documents should have been on his township computer. Now, Mr. D'Onofrio is saying, hey, come on, everybody downloads personal information on their work computer. He says he was not working on it at work. Nevertheless, he lost his job over it, and um, he should not be elected to the Southwestern City School Board because you have two better candidates in Chris Boso and Kelly Martindale. Now, I say we're winning not only because we have people awakened. What did I say? Like 800 candidates across the state of Ohio for school board this year that had never run before. That shows parents are awake. They're paying attention. They need to pay attention. Schools have. They've gotten away from us. But they are fixable. Right on the Ohio School Board's website, it says that school board members are accountable to the people who elected them. Now, that would be parents, wouldn't it? I wonder what Merrick Garland would say about that and the Department of Justice. Well, they want the parents to shut up, be quiet, sit down, don't talk. In Minnesota, they want you to give your name and address when you address the school board. But you have my name and address, sir. I had to submit it on the form in order to speak. I've spoken at my Jonathan Alder school board meeting. You do indeed have to write down your name and address. They have your name and address. Ah, But in Minnesota, they want you to announce your name and address so that Antifa can know exactly where to throw the eggs. Or worse. So, speaking of Minnesota, after the death of George Floyd, the State Board of Education did what a lot of organizations did. Oh. We have to condemn them in the strongest possible terms. We need to issue a press release. We need to make a statement. We need to take a stand. 
we are against racism, which you know, I thought was self-evident since like 1960 that everybody was against racism. But at any rate, the Ohio State Board of Education uh, issued a initiative to cry out against racism in schools and thus open the door for critical race theory and its concepts to be taught at Ohio schools. And then they realize, ah, what have we done? In an effort to do something good, we have done something bad. We have given power to the crazy people who tell our minority students that they are oppressed and tell our white students they are oppressors. So they retracted that. I am not against a board that realizes it's made a mistake and retracts the mistake. I told you about the mistake like a week and a half ago. They replaced the anti-racism logic with a statement about you can't teach anything that divides. Can't teach anything that divides. Now that any sane thinking person would agree with. But of course we have a country full of too many insane people when it comes to their own ideological wackiness. So they had this policy that they now amended to be no dividing, no division, no instruction that divides people. And two members, two of the uh, 10, excuse me, two of the eight members who are appointed by the governor voted against, against it. They wanted the George Floyd anti-racism thing to still be in there. And I say we're winning because on Friday, the governor called them and said, hey, you voted against that much better stated resolution against teaching methods that divide? You voted against that? I think you should resign. And in resign they did because they have to be vetted and approved by the Ohio General Assembly. And uh, State Senate President Matt Huffman made it clear they were not going to be approved by the General Assembly. These two people uh, have been replaced and they needed to be replaced. Laura Kohler of New Albany was the president. Eric Poklar of Worthington both submitted their letters of resignation. Good riddance. Good riddance. No one objects to teaching authentic American history. Slavery, Jim Crow, the Ku Klux Klan. Horrible, terrible, indefensible things were done. They must never be done again. They must not be tolerated. They must not be ignored. They must not be softened. But they also must not be magnified into a viewpoint that suggests that that is still the prevailing thought today, because it is not the prevailing thought today. And it is a victim mentality and mindset to tell kids... I challenged her. That they cannot get ahead because the system is set up to permanently keep them down. This is what my preferred candidates are fighting against, among other things. Every district has its own problems. In Upper Arlington, it's transgender bathrooms. In Hilliard, it's a whole spate of issues, including inappropriate literature being taught. In Dublin, they have their own special brand of craziness as they do in Olentangy where they're 
supremely woke and wasting their money on indoctrinating teachers and students. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.